welcome to Element City Church at Home Edition. You're at your house. We're coming to you live from our homes tonight. Uh, we're excited for what tonight holds for the next hour or so. A little bit different in format. David's going to be teaching here in a few minutes, and then we're going to worship. He'll teach a little bit more, and then we'll end with some worship tonight. So we're glad that you're tuning in. If you happen to be new, we would love for you to fill out our connection card, which is on our app. You could download for free. Fill that out. We'd love to connect with you. We miss you, miss hanging out with you, but we're trying to keep everyone safe. So uh, we wanted to let you know, again, if you need help or you want to be part of a crew that's helping, you can go to elementcitychurch.org on the homepage, click the button, I need help, or click the button, I want to help. In fact, we emailed some of you who signed up for that about our second Saturday food distribution coming up, which will be different than how we normally do it. Uh, so you can look for your emails for that. We've been trying to keep an email update for you weekly, so make sure you check it out. Uh, thank you to all of you who helped continue to move the mission of Elements forward in your giving and how you're serving. We want you to be the hands and feet of Jesus right where you're at. So two quick things as we move toward Easter and Holy Week. We have a Holy Week Bible reading plan that started yesterday, but no worries. You can jump in right now if you open the app. Go down to the Bible tab, it'll take you right to it, or you can click the link in the email we sent. We'd love for you to read along with us as we dive into Holy Week and just the beauty and the hope that we have in Easter, and uh, also as we celebrate Easter next Sunday at home edition as well. We would love for you uh, to send us some Easter pics of your family, maybe of you, your family, maybe you and your pets. If you would email that to info at elementcitychurch.org by Wednesday of this week, at the tail end of the service next week on Easter, we're going to kind of put all those uh, pictures on display. And so we look forward to celebrating Easter with you. Look forward to maybe how God's going to speak to us through this reading plan. And as we get started tonight, I want to open us in a word of prayer. And also be praying for the Church of the Week, which is Discovery Church in Northwest Tucson. So let's join in in a word of prayer, and then David will get us started. So let's pray. God, we thank you in these uncertain and shaky times that you are one that is solid and a firm foundation for us. And so we pray these next few moments together, this hour together, we'd ask that your spirit would stir us afresh and anew to take next steps in our faith journey with you. God, would you meet us where we're at? Would you help us to take a next step with you? We pray your blessing over Element City Church and the family that represents that. Every single person, God, where they may, uh, may they sense your provision, your protection, your presence with them. And we pray for Discovery Church. We ask for their leadership to have wisdom, to continue to move the mission forward of the kingdom work that they're doing, that you provide for them, that you be with them. And as we spend some time together tonight looking into your word and into worship, may you stir our hearts afresh and anew. We pray in Jesus. Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hello, Element City Church. Good to see you guys. I know you're all at home. Wish we could be together. Uh, but welcome to the Porter household. And I'm just going to give everybody a quick opportunity to say hi. Yes. Thanks for having us, Pastor What's Dave. <laughs> hi, guys. Hello. All right. So great to be with you guys once again. And what we hope to do today is teach through the book of John uh, as a family and kind of invite you guys to do the same thing, uh, both with us now, but then maybe other nights of the week, whatever. Take this as an example to just uh, look through scriptures, have good discussions, and talk through what people are feeling, what people are experiencing, and just making sure that you're loving on your family. I think that's the most important thing during this time right now. So let's uh, open up to uh, the book of John in the 13th chapter. And we're going to read through uh, the first 13 or 12 verses. 
So Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Before the evening meal had begun, the accuser had already planted betrayal in the heart of Judas Iscariot. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. And Jesus replied back, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Then Peter looked at Jesus and said, you're never going to wash my dirty feet, never. But Peter, if if you don't allow me to wash your feet, then you won't be able to share life with me. And so Peter responded and said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head too. Jesus said to him, you are already clean. You've been washed and completely, and you just need your feet to be cleansed. But that can't be said of all of you. For Jesus knew which one was about to betray him. And that's why he told them that not all of them were clean. And after washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at his table. Do you understand what I've just done for you? Jesus said to them. Um, I love these kind of passages. It's kind of a, a defining moment. It's a, it's a defining story. You know, in ancient cultures, um, stories were defining of whole, whole societies, whole towns. And this is one of those stories that really defines us as Christians. Um, I'm just amazed at the beauty of how Jesus really demonstrates the love of the Father for us. Because again, we know who God is and we know who the Father is by what Jesus did. Um, Jesus always said, I don't do anything unless I first see the Father doing it. Unless he speaks it, I don't speak it. And so when Jesus washes their feet, it's the Father also participating in that washing. Um, Jesus washing their feet, this was not totally uncommon in the day. Oftentimes, obviously, servants would do this for their superiors or their masters. And sometimes it was even common for disciples to wash their masters or their teacher's feet. And of course, Jesus, um, to me, this story really reminds me of uh, a few chapters back, especially in Luke's story. He talked about this woman who was known as a sinner. She, she was broken. Uh, the town looked down on her. She broke into the party and began to wash Jesus' feet. And Jesus told a story as likewise during that time. And he said, uh, if two servants owed a, a money, one owed 500 shekels and one owed 50, and their master forgave them both of their debts, he asked the question, who do you think would love more? And the response of one of the Pharisees, and he says, well, I guess the one who was forgiven the most. And Jesus said, you know what? You've, you've answered rightly. And he said, this woman, though her sins are many, she has been forgiven. And those who have been forgiven uh, will, be, will be greatly loved in return. And so she washed Jesus' feet. She received cleansing. She received forgiveness. 
And she also, Jesus said, prepared him for his burial. And so when Jesus said, do you understand what I'm doing for you? There's two things that was going on there. First, he was uh, giving kind of a prophetic act of washing their feet, serving them as he would ultimately do on the cross, the ultimate act of serving and that would cleanse them. But he was also washing their feet to prepare them for their own life and their own death and how that they would suffer for him as well. In the same passage, Jesus talked about um, a servant is not greater than his master. And that basically Jesus is saying, if what you're gonna see me go through, what you're gonna see me experience, you too are gonna have to go through. And so I leave you this example that if I've washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. Um, I don't know what stories or things that come to your guys' minds that, that kind of pops out to you or highlights to you, um, you know, what you're thankful for or any of those kinds of things, but what, what kind of stands out to you guys? Well, actually, uh, kind of when we were worshiping beforehand and praying, uh, we were listening to that United Pursuit song, I'm going to waste it all on you. And it says, I'm going to waste it all on you. I'm going to pour out my heart's perfume. And then when you brought that up, uh, the same exact scripture that that song is pulling from, I just, I feel, I feel like that's such a, that's such a big thing. And I'm so thankful for that, that, you know, Jesus has spent my entire existence just cleansing me and pouring out and drawing me to love. And, um, it, 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 it can sometimes make me feel like, oh, how, how much do I fall short of that, that love and how much do I not love him back? But it also wants to motivate me to be like, Jesus, I do want to waste it all on you. And I do want to spend my life pouring out my heart's perfume as you have spent my whole life pouring out yours. So that's kind of what. Very good. It, and when you talked about what have I what have I done for you? Or, you know, kind of the definition of the story of Jesus. That's kind of like the whole definition of, of what that is. It just brought me back to a time in my life that I ended up kind of, I was raised in a Christian family, as you guys know, but they don't. Um, and I was um, spiraling kind of out of control, I'd gotten to a point that in my younger teens, early 20s, I was spiraling um, in a in a not a good direction. And all of a sudden, the Lord began, um, I go to this camp and I began to pray out on my own and just write down things from the Lord. Uh, I, need, I need to know you're here. I need to know you see me. I need to know all these things. And um, not even a thought if it really would happen, but I end up going and a guy began to share and he pointed me out and he said, come forward. And he began to share all the things yeah. that I prayed. And um, the beauty of it is, as he did that, then he then brought me up, shared these things. And he says, Mark, Mark, this day shall never be the same again. And I wasn't, but then he poured oil over my head. And I thought about that with the, you know, Lord, don't let it just be my feet. Let it be my hands. Let it be my whole self. And I guess what it speaks to me is that he truly sees each one of us and that he will go to any measure to find any one of us as, as his. And so it's just a beautiful thing. And, uh, that's what it's supposed to be. An amazing thing, too, is he washed Judas's feet. Even though he knew he was going to betray him, even though really Satan had begun to enter into him, 
Um, Elijah, do you, does anything, what about that part of the story stands out to you? Well, something else as well was when Judah brought up the story of the woman was the, and the, I'll waste my, my days on you or whatever. It was the, whenever she poured out her oil, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, whenever she poured out oil, like everybody thought like it was a waste and basically the Lord found her like, like, no, I accept your worship. And so uh, it just this idea of just kind of a religious spirit or whatever it is, but of just this idea of that in here, it says that Satan had already planted uh, betrayal in Judas's heart and just, oh, just shoot. That, keep going <laughs> sorry uh, uh just the times that i don't know that that the lord or that satan has like put disobedience or put anger in our heart but then but then the lord still then chooses to watch our feet and then he also in turn whenever we choose to come to him like uh like tiffany did uh come to him and pour our oil out then he still sees it as acceptable worship because he sees that we're pouring out everything he sees that we're giving everything yeah. well and also one quick thing is like angels or, or whoever could be looking at God like why are you wasting your time on that why are you pouring yeah. out this expensive perfume why are you pouring out your love your Holy Spirit right. and God's like no I, I know what they're worth and that's yeah. I think the way that those two connect she's who's actually she's who's actually worshiping yeah. she's the one that's doing the right thing instead of the ones that are judging that yeah it's yeah. beautiful beautiful that's crazy Zoe you got anything they said it all. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Uh, we're just going to pray into this now as a family and ask God to speak to us and just give a time of praise and offering. So Lord, right now, we just, we want to thank you that you poured out your life. You're willing to wash our feet and you still wash our feet daily today, God. Every time we sin, every time we stumble, uh, we even sin against each other in this time of more high stress. And you're always there, God, to be with us and you love us to the very end. And so, Lord, we just want to worship you now in Jesus' name. Well, good evening. Uh, we're excited to have you with us in our living room tonight. You're, you're joining us in the, the Thompson living room. Uh, so we've got Micah over here as well. Um, well, this Sunday, we're celebrating Palm Sunday, and this is the beginning of Holy Week, when Jesus uh, made his way back to Jerusalem, and he knew the journey that was before him. He knew that this week was going to end with a lot of suffering, and yet he also knew it was going to end with uh, the most triumphant moment in history, uh, when he would resurrect from the dead. Uh, so we celebrate the entry of Jesus, and as, as he entered into Jerusalem, the people laid down these uh, palm fronds, and they were swinging them, and, and they were singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Uh, and so we want to join in that song tonight. So we invite you where you're at, just turn your TV up a little bit so it drowns out your singing, uh, so that you can feel comfortable singing out. Uh, but we just invite you to sing with us tonight as we worship our Lord and Savior.
Forgive 
Thank you, worship team. Can we just give, give them a round yes. of applause? Good job. That was fantastic. Right. Uh, here at the Porter House, we're having fun with this whole experience. We hope you guys are having fun too. Um, so we're going to jump back in. We're kind of back to the Porter House now. So we're going to jump back into the scripture. Uh, back to chapter 13, uh, verse 13. He says, you've called me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now do for each other what I have just done for you. I speak to you this truth. A servant is not superior to his master and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I've done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. Um, I remember back when mom and I, uh, before we had any of you kids, and again, just being newlyweds, we got together and we began to pray about what the direction of our whole family, what we wanted it to do. In other words, in essence, we were thinking about how to serve you guys, how to love you guys, how to create a home that you would experience God's presence, that you'd learn about prayer. You'd, you'd understand what it is to worship God in freedom and, 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 and with a whole heart. And so we never wanted it. We talked about never wanting ministry or work or anything else to kind of take priority in our lives, but to make our family the priority, to make sure that, that first of all, Tiff and I are loving each other, and then that we would put that on to you guys. I think mom. Uh, probably did it as much or more than me in the fact of she was always trying to make sure you guys played together, did things together, so there wouldn't be any division within our family. And that's what Jesus is doing right here. He's, he, he washes their feet and he sets up an example for them to now serve each other, love each other, and, and is calling them to say, listen, if you really want to be blessed, if you really want to be my followers, which is kind of what he says a little bit further down, Um, Let's jump down real quick to verse um, 34. He says, so I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true disciples. Um, And so he sets that up as a, there's no, you can't compromise with this. You can't really say you're a follower of Jesus and not devote yourself to loving one another. Um, it's sometimes easy to love people that are not in your house that you maybe see once a year. 
And okay, I don't really like this person or they get on my nerves, but okay, I'm going to put up with them for a little bit. But we all know, right, especially in this time, uh, and we got a whole nother month, probably in April, to like be, be stuck together. And we're going to probably more and more get on each other's nerves. I mean, some of us are still working. I mean, you know, <laughs> some of us are doing better at this than others. I'm not saying. But, and so in preparation for that, how do we begin to practically think through how to love one another, how to serve each other? Um, I, again, I know at the beginning of our marriage, when we thought about you guys, that was the sacrifices we made. We, we didn't think of our finances first. We didn't think of our own uh, safety, our own kind of, uh, you know, what we wanted in life. We first and foremost thought of what does Jesus want and how do we allow our whole family to grow in the will of the Father? And, and to seek to serve the church, to seek to serve the poor, as you guys know, you know, for better, for worse, we've traveled all across the United States in different places. And, you know, the reservation particularly was, I know, hard on all of you guys. But that whole journey, that whole time in that place was washing other people's feet. And uh, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for what God's done in your lives. So what do you think? What, what, what comes to your mind now as to how you can serve each other, right? Probably the hardest people to serve is siblings. So what comes to your guys' mind when you think about this? Well, how I wash Bucko's feet is with a nice blather and rinse. <laughs> okay, no, but actually, um, I would say that that's a pretty jam-packed question, yeah. and it's a pretty hard one to answer right away, you know? Sure. Uh, like... So some examples is like if mom will get home from work late, I'll be like, yo, I can make dinner tonight or whatever. And I'm like, she always tells me like that's like not a little thing, even though it might seem like a little thing to me. But it's just like doing like the simple little stuff that like you might not even think is really serving your uh, sibling or your parents um, or your children. But it's like the littler things that mean more to them than it even would mean to you if they did it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a great point of not loving just people in the family the way you want to be loved, but actually looking ahead, seeing what they're going through, what they're experiencing, and then saying, okay, how can I help them? How can I bless them? I think that's, that's awesome, Zoe. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of looking at it and... Uh, Kind of what I got to. This is more, I guess, towards towards my relationship with Jesus, but this could also be with a family dynamic. But it says that the servant is not greater than the master. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, kind of, if I'm, this only really happens if like life's kind of good at that point. Like if I'm right. kind of like my job's pretty good and pretty cool with where I'm at, then sometimes I kind of start to think that uh, that I'm the master when truly I'm just the servant. Yeah. And he even says, I forget if it's where it's at, but he says that the servant's the greatest of all. Mm-hmm. But so just to not, just to take that and just to, uh, even if I'm feeling good or whatever, just to, yeah, just to serve the family. If like, if Zoe's having a hard day or with school or whatever, or Judas having a hard time at work or whatever, just to be there, just to, uh, yeah, serve them and not just look at how good my life is, I guess. Yeah. yeah. One thing too is, you know, one thing we've tried to do, model with you guys and live out with you guys is when there is problems and when some are more stressed out or, or this or that or the other, is that rather than always argue about what we're disagreeing on, 
All right, at some point we got to stop and say, okay, what's the solution? How can I love you? How can you love me? And that always kind of helps puts us back on the right track. So again, just talking to you guys at home, I'm sure our family's not the only one experiencing this. I'm sure many of you are too. And I just wanna, I wanna propose that to you guys, that, that you guys ask that question in your home. How can we begin to build towards loving each other more um, rather than arguing about what's going wrong and how we're fighting against each other and arguing over what the truth is? Uh, let go of what the truth is and say, okay, how can I love you more? How can you love me more? So Judah? Yeah, I think I think just being humble and being understanding is most important. And I'm not saying that as if I'm always understanding or always humble, but more <laughs> more seeing those as maybe some of my biggest faults of like, okay, I need to humil or uh, humble myself and be like, okay, I'm going through things. I feel some type of way. Obviously, I need to be understanding and knowing that whoever I'm arguing with is also feeling some type of way and also. Uh, going through some things so it's like just trying to be be humble and not trying to over, always overbear and be like my way or the highway but also like being understanding of like okay we're all in this together we're all on the same team we're all a family and when one of us is going through a rough time we you know we all can go through a rough time so right. just trying to be trying to build each other up yeah An- another principle um is to take full responsibility to not blame anyone else in the family so if, if something's not going good in the house, rather than look to what everybody else is doing, we have to each look at ourselves and say, okay, what can I do to make a difference in the home? Um, so the humility, you have to be willing to look at yourself. You have to be willing to say, what can I do to change things in the home? And of course, that obviously extends to the church, to the world, to your workplace, wherever you go. Um, I think that's those are two big, huge things, humility, and then just taking full responsibility for what's going on and saying, what can I do about it? It's yeah. almost like everybody taking responsibility, everybody taking responsibility for the home yeah. and, and what that looks like. And, and there's times when you You mean have, not just the mother? Not Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying when you come in from work or when you come into a situation and kind of Look at look at a situation. What would be easiest for you might not be exactly what the family needs at that point. Right. So it's kind of gauging each person, seeing where we're at. You know, you and I have always talked about we don't even parent the same. We right. we look at each kid individually and what does God say about them? What do what? How do we parent them? What do they need at that season? All those kind of things. So I yeah. think that's that's in general. You know. Yeah. The way the way we real love quick, each can other. I say one more thing? Sure. Okay. There's also, or it would also a way would be um, letting things go in the sense of if you are having a mm. bad day, mm-hmm. don't let it affect everyone else, and like don't like have huge emotional like swings or whatever, you forgiveness. know? Yeah, forgiveness <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. And like basically, like don't let your own emotions like affect how you treat everyone in the household because then that could just make the whole house on edge. Right. I think the greatest temptation is in times of extra stress, like what everybody's going through, um, is to turn inward, to look to protect yourself, guard yourself, and not look at other people. Um, Jesus even talked about when things get bad, the love of many would wax cold. Um, that's the time when, when, when persecution's happening or hard times are happening or finances are getting low, people tend to quit looking at serving anyone else and begin to look out only for themselves. And I think as a family, as a church, as a body of Christ, 
we have to continue to look outward and say, God, what do you see? Who do you see? And how do I bless other people? Um, And so that's just what we want to encourage you guys with today. So glad to have you a part of the family, uh, Porter Family Conversation today. We encourage you to have these kind of family conversations, really get to the bottom of what people are struggling with, what's hurting, and then pray for each other so that everybody can kind of take that personal responsibility, humble themselves, and seek to serve one another in the home, um, because these are trying times, these are hard times, and we need to learn how to love like Jesus loved, how to wash one another's feet, and so be his disciples. We love you guys, um, and we just finally want to end in prayer. Tiffany, you want to just cover us in prayer? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessing that you love each of our families, Mm -hmm. that you allow us to be able to get refueled and reignited with your worship and with your presence. God, that you guide us in every step of the way. I ask that you would bless our family and bless all the families listening today. We thank you so much and we bless your name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Should have fallen on us Upon Him Upon Him Upon His head A crown of thorns Upon His heart A broken world The wage of sin The weight of our transgressions Upon Him Upon Him Christ has died We are forgiven in Christ alive We are the risen And He shall come again Praise the King, praise the King Upon our hearts, His name is written The King of kings and Lord of lords We're pouring out a song of praise together Upon Him Upon him, Christ has died. We are forgiven in Christ alive. We are the risen, and he shall come again. Praise the King. Singing Christ has died We are forgiven in Christ alive We are the reason and He shall come
Say 
He crossed eternity The king of life was on the move For in a dark hole too Where our Lord was laid One miraculous breath And we're forever We hope that you uh, have been blessed by what you've seen tonight, that it's given you a little bit of encouragement, uh, whether that be something in the, the Porter family's conversation or through worship. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And if this is your first time uh, tuning into an Element service, we just want to let you know a couple things. One, uh, we've got an app that's available in the App Store and also in the Google Play Store. It's Element City Church. If you'd be willing to download that, uh, there's a section that you can fill out a connection card so we can get to know a little bit more about you and send you some more information 
information about who we are as a church. Um, there's also events uh, that are marked in there uh, and ways that you can get involved uh, with the church. Also in that app uh, or through elementcitychurch.org uh, is the link where uh, you can give. And so many of you have been so generous. Uh, you've continued to give your tithes during this time. And we know that uh, financially it might be a stretch for some people. Uh, so we just want you to know we're praying for all of you. Uh, we're praying for our church people and for our world during this time. Um, but if, if you still have some excess to give and you want to do that, you can do so through the app. Uh, we've even reopened the Hope Mob section. So if you want to give on top of your tithe, uh, there's some people who are going to need some help, if not right now, in the coming weeks and in the coming months. And we as a church want to be able to partner with them and help them out. So if you've got anything extra you want to give toward that, uh, that would be a great place that you can do that. Uh, we also want to let you know that when this is done, immediately following this video, uh, there should be a link down below in the comments uh, where you can jump onto Zoom. Uh, just say hello for a couple minutes with some of the people at the church. Uh, it just kind of gives us a chance to feel connected in the midst of uh, having to do these online services. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, next week is going to be Easter Sunday. So make sure that you tune in right at the beginning. Uh, we as a worship team have been working on something kind of cool uh, that we want to share with you all. Um, but I just want to end with this uh, in Hebrews 13, verse 20. It says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, uh, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us tonight.